previously on Something Who. Welcome to the podcast where we take something old, a Doctor Who story from the original series, compare it with something new, one from the new series, and add something borrowed. Well, there's no sketch this time, but there might be the odd second-hand opinion along the way. And that makes Something Who. Hello, I'm Richard, and we're back with Something Who podcast, where this time we're looking at two stories that involve regeneration at Christmas time. Okay, the first one's a bit of a cheat. Third <laughs> Doctor story, Planet of the Spiders, the finale from season 11, was repeated during the Christmas holidays in 1974. But after that, we'll examine the 11th Doctor's swan song, The Time of the Doctor, which was the Christmas special in the anniversary year of 2013. And with me this time to decide whether these stories are refreshing palate cleansers or makeovers from hell are two Something Who regulars. So first, it's our resident storyteller, Paul. Hello, Paul. Good evening. Good evening <laughs> at the time of recording. Good yes. whatever hour of the day it should be, listener. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I don't suppose we can, we can prescribe when uh, people should listen to us. It, it'll always be evening for me, I guess. And also science and astronomy writer, Giles. Evening. Yes, it is the evening. It definitely. It's always yeah. the evening. It's always the evening somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I will introduce Time of the Doctor. Written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Jamie Payne. So my, my preamble for this will be somewhat shorter, I think, than, than for uh, Planet of the Spiders. I watched it in 2013 mm -hmm. on Christmas Day. And I have to say, I remember it at the time as having been a bit of a come down after Day of the Doctor. And in what I'm sure be a stunning revelation to everybody listening to this, I haven't seen it again since transmission <laughs> until now. Do you mean a come down or a let down? Well, both, I suppose. Really, uh, come down in just in the sense of it was. So I, so I'll tell you why I feel it is. I f it has the same kind of level of epic feel to it, I suppose, as the as the day of the Doctor. But it doesn't have the same storytelling oomph in it. I would say. I mean, I mean, that's that's certainly my my recollection of it. So I feel it's it's a come down, not so much perhaps in the intensity of the, yes, of the visuals or whatever, but it doesn't. It feels like it doesn't inhabit the same sort of space somehow, and, and which which then makes it a letdown as well, perhaps. But I'll I'll, I'll let you <laughs> say what you think. I hadn't seen it since the time either, but <laughs> uh, you know you shouldn't read anything into that. I don't since a certain point. Yeah, I haven't rewatched. Possibly season five. I've stopped rewatching them and just mm. watch them once each now, no matter how good they are. So, yeah, it's a very simple story, isn't it? It might be the simplest regeneration story, which is one setup, mm. which yeah. is used to, as you said earlier, tie up a lot of loose ends. Some deliberate, some deliberately ongoing plot threads, and <laughs> some that possibly 
neither we nor Stephen Moffat had expected to see again, but he's he spots an opportunity yeah. to. I mean, he's almost clearing the decks as if he's off, but mm, so it's yes. very um, disciplined of him, considering he's he. <laughs> He's obviously setting himself a challenge of not leaving anything he has to yeah. he, he has to mm. sort out um, when he you're right comes back to the office yeah, after the, the, the Christmas messy Christmas party in the new year he doesn't want yeah. to have any of this <laughs> hanging over him but yes. it's a very simple plot that's never bothered me I mean it's surprising it gets to an hour with this it's the sort of setup you could imagine them struggling to fill forty five minutes with mm. but I did find it extremely emotional I was all over the place watching yeah. it. Mm. It's odd, really. I always think think of Russell T. Davis when I think of Doctor Who with emotions, you know, that or the Green Death. But mm. I always used to say to people <laughs> in the early years of the revival of the program, yes, I know you, you, I know that the way that plot was tied up wasn't perhaps as tight as it could have been. It's not always great science fiction, but it mm. gets you in the feels, doesn't it? It gets you in the feels, the characters. That's what I always used to think about Russell. But they tend mm. to be moments, mm. whereas Moffat can sometimes, when he lets rip, can keep that sort of emotional crescendo going. Well, here it's throughout much of an episode. Interspersed mm. with high comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks effortlessly simple. I think it's probably deliberate because he had so much to deal with that he's mm. come up with the simplest, most elegant framework for all the mm. things he wants to achieve that he can. So it's an odd one to watch out of context, <laughs> but I remembered enough of the intricate plot lines of the preceding three series for it to work. Mm. Almost mm. everything. Yeah. We have discussed before how I can never remember a thing about the last episode of season six, mm. which is the, the the strange parallel universe payoff to the Kavarian, what is now called the Kavarian storyline mm. i can't remember anything yeah. that happens in there and there were definitely references to it here so that was the only bit that had me slightly confused all i remember is that that i turned around and they were all wearing eye patches <laughs> giles is still looking very thoughtful i've given yeah. you plenty of time i've rambled okay you, yeah you give me give me you give me a run up now <laughs> yeah i probably fall somewhere between between the two of you i haven't i also have not seen this since transmission I don't think. I also remember being fairly disappointed with it at the time, feeling like it was a bit of a hotchpotch, like exercise in tying up as many loose ends as possible because they'd been slightly caught out by Matt leaving when he did, or and or them not having had enough time to not having made made as many episodes as they'd intended with Matt before they suddenly had to wrap all this stuff up. That being said, watching it back this time, I enjoyed about, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed about 80% of it, I, I would say. There were things that, <laughs> there were things that niggled at me that will, you know, that will doubtless come on to. But I did, yeah, I thought it was very clever and, and yeah, it's, ah, it's always that thing about you can never quite appreciate the latest episode of Doctor Who. You can never quite look at it in you know in in the same way as you do when you can look back on something that was 10 years old or whenever is it 10 years it's exactly 10 years yeah, isn't yeah. it yeah 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 it is and like you know have have it set in the context of not only did it not kill the series but you know it's just it's just part of the 
tapestry of it all now. Yeah, so I've, I felt there was a lot to enjoy. I also felt a little bit stumped by, mostly because I couldn't remember the whole, yeah, the thing I was struggling to remember and, and ran out of time to try to do a rewatch of before coming on here was uh, Name of the Doctor, hmm. which I would have liked mm-hmm. to have, which would be a suitably moffety thing to have, to have done to have gone back and watched Name of the Doctor after this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, they, so they so they're on Transalor there, aren't they? But it's yes. far in the future. So I suppose we should have been expected to remember that if it had only been a few months previously. Yes, at the time. Yeah. But I remember being and, having lost and that's track the of one it. with the giant TARDIS and things. And yes, but do they establish that truth field thing then, or don't think so? Okay, so maybe that's the story I'm thinking of. Maybe it wasn't the <laughs> oh, I don't know what even what it was called. Yeah, you put your um, finger on the oldest wedding, thing about wedding it. of Wedding of Rivers. Is it Wedding it of Rivers song? Right, okay. No, hang on. No, what's the because the, there's a Christmas. Yes, the, the Wedding of Rivers song is the last episode of episode six. The husband of Rivers song, song is the Christmas is the, one. Yes, it's the Christmas and, one. And then, and as you say, the name of the Doctor is the last of episode of season seven or I think series seven. You yes. sort of hinted that the oddest thing about this is not the episode itself, but its positioning, and it does feel like we've skipped a series or more. Hmm. It's, I mean, the fact, the idea that it's it goes if you're watching a, your, your marathon name of the doctor mm. day of the doctor and this yeah which is mental mm. if nothing else it's odd in terms of clara because she has been a plot device more than a character for her first mm. half a series then once that's dealt with yeah. she's <laughs> having only just taken the stabilizers off and learned to be a you know stand on her own two wheels as a real companion she's tasked mm. with supporting the whole of the this massive 50th anniversary edifice, and now here she is having to um, support a doctor through the last 600 years of his life. Mm. So, a lot to ask. She's underappreciated, isn't she, as a character? Well, whilst getting upstaged by a Cyberman's head. This is true. Mm. <laughs> he does like to introduce things that have always been around, which we've never mm. seen before, doesn't he, Moffat? Yeah. yeah. Talking of which, Tasha Yar, or whatever her name is. Uh, what's her name? Is it? Lem. Lem. Yep. Tasha Lem, Lemsib. All of Brady there. I've seen, I've seen somebody on Reddit, I'm talking of fan myths, somebody on Reddit mm. recently implying it's obvious that she was supposed to be River Song, but that's not true, is it? Because I think that's just because the, 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 her familiarity with the Doctor is so reminiscent of River Song that yeah. people might, the more cynical among the audience might think, oh, well. But it wouldn't have made any... And she is, an, she is another Moffat vamp, isn't she? Like, um... Yeah, it's that's a tricky one because um, she does feel like a bit, she suffers from Lupton syndrome. She's given a weight in this story that would have made would have worked better if we had ever seen her before. Hmm. Have we seen her before? Plope, she's no. Good. Thank you. <laughs> she's, she's she's a bit like the other cleric, the one in um, Time of Angels, who the Doctor rather care- carelessly loses right at the end of that story. Oh, yes. the, the, the the chap. Hmm. Is that is that the church of the papal mainframe in that or no? It's it is a church, but it isn't mm. called the papal mainframe. Okay. So, just to make sure I've got this right, among all the things yeah. this story f- finishes off, and it makes great use of the crack, the the crack in the wall, mm. but yeah. it appears to create, set up a silence, <laughs> that ever expanding. Uh, the silence in general was clearly not a, a great grand plan of Moffat's, was it? Because the silence 
the villains, which become the silence, yes. the organisation of which mm. they're part, which yeah. becomes, I guess we're supposed to see the birth of it here, right? Implying... Yes. The in, schism- during the story... There's a schismatic... Yeah. They, ter- they, could turn, they could take a turn to evil, and, and this is where their vendetta against the Doctor starts, which explains everything we saw in The Impossible yes. Astronaut, right? Mm. Which is set in the past. That's the only thing... Unless this is set in the past. Unless this is set in the past. Do they travel in time, the silence? Well, I I think what they're suggesting in in this story is that because the Doctor, the name of the Doctor is going to be a causal hell to break loose here, Mm. they're trying to to prevent him from ever getting here in the first place. But whether that is going back in time or whether they just realised that rather sooner Mm. than this moment and so they started to stop him back then is a little bit hazy i didn't even follow that sorry and uh, as we um, as, <laughs> as we said when we did the impossible astronaut trying to make sense of what the silence are the fact they have to wait around on earth for yeah. all yeah. of human well, civilization to to get a space suit <laughs> whilst I mean, apparent, apparently having is, time travel <laughs> yes the good the good part of the silence here is 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 that silence will fall mm. is actually used in the same context as it was intended, you know, back in uh, series five, which is yes. that no, nobody wants the doctor to say his name yes. because when he does, it'll all fall apart. Yeah. So, so in that regard, we're back to the original that, meaning. Mm, it's just that it's that convoluted works. several times yeah. along the way. I like yeah. that. But, but I have, I have to I say think, that... Oh, yeah, mm. it's the use of the silence, the creatures, yeah. which doesn't quite work yes. for me. Yeah. And that's they've already been slightly buggered up before mm. this point. So the, the creation of the the anti-Doctor alliance mm. and the phrase the silence, silence will fall, works. Mm. The use of the crack works. Um, yes, I mean, as we said at the beginning, it is more a, a collection, a ragbag of parts and ideas mm. than a story in itself. The Doctor being on his last life, I think, is very effective here. And the only yes. way it could possibly be more effective if it, is if it had ever mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I didn't mean that to be quite as sarcastic as it sounded. It's really yeah. nice here. And, and I'm in two yeah. minds about it, because you would, you would think the way to do that properly, dramatically, is that the moment the Doctor arrives in his last life, he's hmm. oppressed. Now, I, don't, I wouldn't want a doctor or an actor to be mm. to have to suffer under that you know you wouldn't want every story of a particular doctor to be written with that weight hanging mm. above them as the re, the regeneration limit of damocles yeah it, it would mm. they'd either be tortured and angst ridden even more than usual or they would have to be sublimating it which well you can argue but, yeah, you it, can it, arguably it, say that that's what matt's matt largely is you know like the 11 largely is sublimating it if you once you if you go back and reverse engineer it onto because he yeah. he know, he knows in theory but again again i'm mm. being picky it doesn't really matter uh, but if, if it could be mentioned mm. a handful of times and threaded in with all the other yeah. running yeah 11, mm. the things that we associate well, with the 11th doctor era then it would have had but obviously he didn't well clearly moffat didn't think of it until now but mm. why not it would because, have added a, a a different weight to series six, for instance, when the Doctor is, di- well, you know, is, is oh, shot yeah, in the first episode, because he could then say, "Well, mm. that's the end of the Doctor." Not just that he's going to. Well, he doesn't regenerate, but perhaps the reason why he doesn't regenerate is because mm. that's his last regeneration. So, but anyway, so please, but then as, me, yeah, in the, the stuff about Trent's law and the stuff about the, the mm. Doctor's name and 
Yes. The end times approaching. How long has this? Is it, does it only date back two stories, or does it date back to series? No, Trenzalos mentioned in uh, is it Time of Angels? It's it's that oh, kind of God, era. Does it come that back? Come up that early? Okay. Uh, uh, well, and I mean, I'm, I'm saying that. that bloke, that blue bloke, ended up as a head in a box. I see Dorian, Dorian Maldivar. Dorian Gray, yeah. Hmm. Oh, you're right. It isn't in. It isn't in the Time of Angels. So it must be later on. Yeah, where is it? Does it turn up first? Anyhow, uh, I, I, I must apologise to you as well. Sorry, in that the the church is mentioned in Time of Angels. It's non-specific. Okay. It doesn't say hmm. that it's the papal mainframe. But it doesn't hmm. say that it's not the papal mainframe. So maybe yeah, maybe it is. No. So so Trenzalore turns up in yeah. It is it is Dorian in okay. the Wedding of River Song, which I think is when it. We, which I think is when he's in the box. That's the first time Trenzalore. Yes. Okay. Gets mentioned. Is he the first person to say Doctor Who? He, yes, of course. That Moffat cannot resist. Uh, anyway. Yeah, certainly the the inclusions of the the whole you know the silence with a TS feels like it's yeah it's one of those things where I think uh, not so <laughs> not so keen that it has to be worked in. Before I leave the topic of the Doctor's regeneration, that is possibly mm-hmm. the single maddest thing Moffat's ever done to to make the. <laughs> I mean, there's no way, even if Russell's mind had gone down the same route that mm. Moffat's did, to work out that this was the thirteenth Doctor technically by including the David Tennant hand yes. Doctor, the spare, mm. the original spare Tennant, his uniqueness is now sadly diminished. Mm. Even if he <laughs> yes. ever thought for a second that that. Well, in technically, in science, if this was real mm. science fiction, that would mean he's used up a regeneration. I don't mm. think Russell cared at all because mm. he'd already tried to dismiss this whole aspect of the Doctor's um, the number of lives he had left with a throwaway joke in Sarah Jane, hadn't he? Mm. That having a cake and eating it too thing, where it was a joke, but if it had stuck, mm. he'd have said, "Well, that's the new canon," just like he's done, <laughs> done in every one of the recent episodes. Mm. The throwaway line at the um, Celestial Tormaker making a jigsaw of the Doctor's past is supposed mm. to stand for any fan who wants to believe that anything they don't like has now been has now been rewritten. Mm. Um, where was I going with that? Anyway, Moffat not only works out that this was made the Doctor the thirteenth, the thirteenth, mm. but actually had him tell the audience that there is no way <laughs> Russell would ever wasted even mm. the twenty seconds it took to discuss such an arcane point. But here mm. it's done with with yeah. a joke. Which is my yeah. preferred technique. You get the plot, of the exposition across. But o- but obviously, in real life, is the fact that yeah, is the, the the boring fact is that it couldn't have been presumably it couldn't have even been an idea until he had to come up with um, the War Doctor. Of course, um, in Extremis. I didn't think of that. Whilst, whilst well, writing spotted. the previous episode, so it couldn't have been. <laughs> so he couldn't have seeded the idea. Sadly. Oh my god. As nice as it, yeah. Does that make me look so stupid that no, no, have not to at all. The last ten minutes, no. no. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, yeah, of course. It's um, I can't see any other way you could generate that. And I've, I've, yeah, I've always felt it's burnt. It's it sort of burns off a lot of dramatic tension. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, and it would have been. But it would have been nice to have had some sense of that. Yeah, impending. Just that the doctor was. Even if it wasn't telegraphed, just that the doctor was keeping a keeping a secret. Now the thing that bothers me, and perhaps you two can set my mind at ease about this, is I'm just not entirely convinced the entire plot has to happen. 
<laughs> oh, just that little thing. Uh, yeah, and I, I can't quite work out, isn't there a neater solution to the whole thing than the Doctor sitting and guarding the crack? Yes, for a thousand tr- because he's not because... he's not going to say his name because hmm. he knows that if the Gallifreyans come through, he appears to have decided that they're better off on the other side of the yes. tucked away in their pocket universe, which they've only just reached in the previous episode, of course, or been put into from his point of view. Which again, it's one of those things where it feels like, yeah, a, a season's gap before this would have been would have been quite. Quite good. Instead of or maybe when he this... comes back for the seventieth anniversary, we can fit mm. in another season with him and yeah, yes. <laughs> whoever. But yeah, the Doctor wasn't going to say his name anyway, and the and Tasha's lot were shielding the planet, and all the aliens were were not wanting to go first. Yeah, is it? Was there a line of dialogue that explained this that we all missed? there? Prob- there probably is, I guess. I mean, does the doctor go well, I mean, he, down I just there? Can't quite figure out why he doesn't just bugger off. I mean, he, I mean, he says he says that the planet is protected, doesn't he? Mm. There's a new sheriff in town, and this mm. planet is protected. But he doesn't. I mean, him him being there just seems to encourage but, yeah. the aliens to keep I mean, coming down one by one and shooting at the people. I'm not. I'm not sure that he's necessarily true, yeah. doing them much of a favour. Well, especially when he, impre- de- when he decodes the message, which then gets broadcast into. Which then gets yeah. broadcast to every ship in the fleet for no, for no apparent reason. Um, I mean, he's clearly supposed to just be there to protect the, the, the people mm. because because he's that kind of guy, and he, he goes and they love him. It's a character point, but as you say, how much danger were they in? We they seem to be living a very peaceful existence with all the. Yes. It's a Trakan-esque, mm. isn't it? All the aliens are sort of calcifying on the outskirts of the town. None of them yes. get in. Mm. And it does seem to go to shit once he arrives and decides to stay. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, well, we've we've clearly missed something. Mm. If he was, it wouldn't be the first. If time. he was trapped there, I mean, he's gone down without his TARDIS, right? That was a mm. plot point that's seeded. Yes, he, and he <laughs> he lies and says that it won't can't be summoned by remote control. Now, mm. if that had been true and he couldn't have got back to it or brought it down and mm. was stuck there, then that would have sorted out your grievance. Mm. But it isn't. He brings it down and uses it to send his friend to safety. Yeah. Already apparently knowing he's going to be stuck there for a long time. Mm. It's like he's decided to retire and dedicate the rest of his life to this one task, which is something that every so often happens in Doctor, yeah. increasingly nowadays. I remember the first time I came across a concept like that was in a big Finnish struggle at Orbis, mm. where I think, similarly, he's stuck there for 600 years, unless I'm misremembering. Mm. And I thought that was so outlandish when I first heard that. I thought it was appalling, a broken continuity completely by having the Doctor stuck in one place for 600 years. Now it happens constantly. Mm. So now when I was well off, you know, we've got so many billion years <laughs> to come with, with the next Doctor yes. punching yes. a diamond. Mm. I'm talking of people pushing the boundaries and coming and liking to slip in vast expanses of time. I think Paul Cornell once in a book tried to canonize the idea that the third doctor on his way back home from Metabelis, in the three weeks it took on Earth for him to arrive back, he was lost in the time vortex for ten years, I seem to remember. Mm. Which seemed similarly outlandish in the early nineties when he first floated that, but again seemed like a presage mm. of the way things were going to go. Mm. Basically, people started to realise that if the Doctor is effectively an immortal, hmm. you can push those 
push him occasionally, mm. not have him living life at our speed. Yeah. Which is not something that was ever really explored, was it, in the first twenty six years? No. Mm. Who came up with a who came up with the face of evil? <laughs> bit. bit well, so. I think it was I think it was Dix and his novelization. The idea that it Oh do you mean to... when it happened, in robot? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think, I think that was... Because it's not mentioned on screen, I don't think. It's just... And of course he's Dix been there in the past. Which is quite... He's... he Of all the all the writers for the old series, he was the one who was most playful, that sort of thing. And you might expect him to have been quite conservative with, hmm. with it. And he, he didn't invent season 6B as hmm. an explanation for... <laughs> all the oddities of the, t- of the two doctors but he certainly ran with it once other ones fans invented it he's mm. he stuck it in everything he wrote after that yes so i think the other thing that the yeah the other thing that niggles with me a bit is the and yeah what we've said about clara and her flexibility as a plot point because she's gone from being a being a nanny apparently in 7b <laughs> To she's a teacher. She's established as a teacher in, yeah, in um, day of the doctor, day of the doctor, and then we finally get to meet her family. Oh goodness! Here, who yeah. I thought who I thought are quite fun. I thought they they were they were quite fun. Yes, it's just it, shame they would never it, heard of again. And there's no cut it when in the credits I saw they were credited that the characters' names were mum and dad. Yes, <laughs> hmm. I couldn't possibly have seen that correctly. No, they're. they're <laughs> It's interesting. Step-mom, he can, he can write amusing from... families, but mm. they're straight out of a sitcom. He really does not care about them as people, or no. And and we now know who she's leaving behind when she goes on to space with um, mm. with Arya from Game mm. of Thrones. Yes, true. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've we've already seen in um, Rings of Akaten, haven't we, Mum and Dad? Well, that, that's her uh, actual mum. With, 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 so this is, with the leaf, yeah. So this is his stepmum. This is his stepmum. That is it. I think I yeah. think it has to be. Yes. It's odd there was no real attempt to tie that in, was there? They, they're they pushing the gran for an anecdote about hmm. where, where she met her her husband. But, yes. I mean, it wouldn't have fitted tonally, but it's odd that there's not... It, it, does not seem, it doesn't really seem to line up with the little we've heard about Clara... Yeah, well, a bit Before. like the throwaway of throwaway of Amy's parents in. Yes, indeed. In um, yeah. in Pandorica or, or whichever Big Bang, but we don't get any further. Uh... Do we ever see Bill? I mean, do we ever see Bill's it, family? It, it, no, we don't, do we? Yeah, yes, we get to see her mother, don't you? Because oh, she's. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, in in the pyramid? No, not the pyramid. The other one, the one that comes after that. The. Lie of the Land. I was just wondering if, mm. if it's only when in a scene where the Doctor turns up and embarrasses her in front of them. But that's when she's on a date that the Doctor embarrasses her, isn't it? Yeah, so that's, that's, right. that's the running thread. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like there's a, there's a sort of lost couple of se- seasons of coupling where, you know, which are all these sort of little bits that run through the, the, um, the story. You know, <laughs> there's, there's definitely bits of sitcom mm. in here. Um, that feel very much, very much in character mm. with with um, coupling. I mean, I mean, a show that that the UK seems to have forgotten ever happened. Mm. You know, because everyone everyone remembers Friends, and no one seems to remember coupling. Which, you know, I mean, yes, it didn't. It, it was it was very much narrower in 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 terms of its appeal, but uh, yeah, it was 
quite a hit, I think, in for the oh, yeah. the years it was running. Mm. So I enjoyed it at the time. Uh, yeah, but they've, no, it's not so much the family themselves. I, th- I think the I think the dropping Clara twice, and I think given given that it's already a callback to uh, Parting of the Ways. Yeah, I knew. I know. I guess that's that's always the problem. It's just like whenever you do a whenever you do like a come back to the present day, sit in the shopping centre scene. Everyone goes, mm-hmm. oh, it's the chip scene. Yeah, been there, seen that, and this, you know, that. But I think doing it twice in, doing it twice in the same episodes feels a bit. I mean, I understand they want to sort of time jump so they can have Matt in all the makeup. But mm. I think it's, I think it's the fact they almost, I'd almost argue against that. that it's the fact they do it twice that saves it. If they'd done it once, it would have just been a rip off of Part of the Ways. But we really don't believe believe he's going to do it a second time. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I didn't, anyway. Yeah, well, he tells her he's not going to. Yeah. Doesn't he? And, and then he does and it. In fact, is he sincere? Does he change his mind as he's looking at the scanner mm. and seeing the little orphan boy outside? Yeah, the little that, orphan boy. He's not lying to her. The enormous, the enormous little orphan boy. <laughs> it's funny in, it's funny in this one with the so, so you've you've got all these massed ranks of aliens yes. at the start and in the middle like the pandorica but but they but they just like the pandorica yeah but they never time, they never feel remotely threatening you know i mean it's all very well, it's all played for humor hmm. and it, and it, and it, the only point at which it feels at all threatening is when tasha suddenly turns into a dalek hmm. Uh, about sort of two thirds of the way through, yeah. hmm. when 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 suddenly it feels a bit realer, that's and then yeah. but then that's kind of like the end of that, and it, it, it's a bit comedy again in the final again you know sequence it, when he just blows them up. It's one of the best with bits with Regenergy. It's one of the best bits. The reveal that she's when she just casually mentions yes. then mm. that she died. Yeah, that's the yes. sort of thing Moffat's very good at. Hmm. But unfortunately, yeah, he's kind of locked into this terrible, terrible idea of of the of the. Um, Converted humans having these eyes sticking out their foreheads. Was oh that yes, yeah. we've seen As- that. In... Asylum, asylum was it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is... really undercuts the the pathos of that mm. of that moment. Well, I mean, it is. It, yeah. Well, it doesn't. It mm. threatens to. But yeah, um, yeah I could have done without that. <laughs> mm. If Terry Nation was still here, he'd be turning in his grave, <laughs> thinking, mm. "Why am I in a grave? What's?" <laughs> 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 wow, God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Weeping Angels. I know it's only a very brief moment, but it did remind mm. me that they sort of get you got um, diminishing returns every time they showed up. Really, didn't you? Mm. I never thought they yeah. were directed quite as well. I don't know. There's something so pure about the way their gimmick was brought to the screen in their first story. And mm. although this is just a greatest hits Turner, well, yeah. Reprise. Mm. It doesn't even come close to being sinister or threatening, is it? That, mm. that moment, which is a shame. Interesting use of Clara. She barely gets any impact on the plot, really. Mm. She is pretty much just until the end. Luckily, she she's not complete the spare part because she does save the day completely by mm. having a word with yes. the time boards. But up until that point, she's been there just for character stuff, just to support mm. the Doctor, which is having formed a similar function in the 50th actually it's in such a strange position for being a relatively new character hmm. 
for having all that emotional weight put on her. Yeah. The fact that she gets away with it as a character and an actor, mm. I think, justifies this use of her. Yeah, well, you can't take anything away from Jenna Coleman. And, um, no? She's... You yeah. tried. <laughs> Although, to some extent, bringing back Amy at the end almost does. I mean, it, it, it mm. sort of feels a bit... Well, I mean, it would have felt gratuitous anyway, but it feels sort of doubly gratuitous when Clara's actually saved the day mm. that he then starts getting all soppy about Amy. I was wondering whether it was justified, and then I remembered that brief period when the Doctor started fantasising about his old... Maybe it's not the right word. <laughs> Imagining his old companions um, when he regenerated. Mm. It's, it's all yes, a bit... That's true. Too many of your enemies would delight in your death, Doctor. Mm, yeah. So I don't know why I picked um, Turlo out of mm. <laughs> all things. <laughs> you mustn't die, Doctor. <laughs> die, Doctor, die! So you, you, know that, you know that, Doctor. <laughs> Adric! Everyone says Adric nowadays, don't they? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I hope someone's made a YouTube video of people saying, Adric? Adric. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the um, I was just going to say the Barnable thing is quite a nice little callback to Amelia as well, isn't it? Like the, when he goes off. Ah. Well, you know, I, th- I think there's maybe a little bit of that. That's a, I don't. I think that's intentional. Leaving a ginger, mm. leaving a ginger child waiting for the TARDIS to come back, with a promise that it'll come back. Mm. So, thematically, the one thing that did strike me. So, what do you think of this? Mm. <laughs> Moffat's famous for being obsessed with time travel, um, timey wiminess as a plot as a way of constructing stories and telling stories hmm. but hmm. one thing that this reminded me is that he's also obsessed with the passage of time and uh, in in, yeah. in one's life hmm. uh, so many of his stories are about um people aging covering aging yes, in the blink of an eye, covering an entire lifetime yeah. in one story or hmm. or two people aging at different rates hmm. yeah i wonder why that's such a preoccupation but i mean one's reminded of um Right from the beginning with Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah. yeah. A whole life in mm. 45 minutes. Help me out with some more, because I didn't bother to. I just wrote that down well, didn't bother to blink. check. Blink. Yep. The whole idea of the Weeping Angels killing people by... Putting them back into the past. Yeah. Yep. So again, we get to see... you know, um, well, we, 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 we get to see the old policeman, yeah. don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yes. Who'd... So people are often being confronted with people they knew at one age. Yeah suddenly yes. at the other end of their life and mm. having to deal with yes. that. Yeah. That's an yeah. interesting recurring so, theme. And then Viva, 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 exactly. He didn't write that one, but it was under his watch. So he yeah. Have... yeah. Viva, he obviously meets, oh, yeah. at yeah. end of, meets at the end of her So whether life, he got the whole... She... Yeah. I, I don't suppose he got the whole thing from the time driver's wife, but um, it, I, I think it must be something deeper within him than that. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of a sci-fi concept, isn't it? Isn't it? There's that. There's there's the thing. I I can't quite remember where I came across it first, but that sense of the space traveller who goes off and travelling faster than light and comes back oh, and twi- finds the, that the whole thing is yeah, the twin paradox and yes, yeah. But I mean, mm. even in stories where, if you take away the sci-fi trappings, mm. he's in, interested in visually, but and also just the, as I said, the butting up of people mm. having to face themselves having aged or people they love having aged mm. when they haven't yeah he um he keeps returning to it mm. 
Uh, there's a uh, there's a forties film called uh, Portrait, the Portrait of Jenny, right? Which again, I mean, I've, I only know this because Tapwood has pointed out that it bears somewhat similar resemblance as it appears to an artist who meets a woman who appears to be aging, like he meets her at intervals and she's getting older and older, like each time. I'm not quite sure what the um. I think it's more more supernatural than. But I'm not quite sure what the um, what the resolution to it is because I've never I think I've got it somewhere but I've never got around to watching it. So that's a bit of a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose it's he's always you know his preoccupations are which goes to the territory of being a Doctor Who fan. But you know he's always interested in things like paths not taken and all that sliding doorsy stuff and so on and coupling indeed has. Quite a bit of that sort of thing going on, mm. doesn't it? it? You know, plays it very formally, formally inventive, in a way that yes, yeah, that's true. The storytelling can be quite unusual. In a way that in places, Friends yeah. certainly wasn't. Yeah, about um, yeah. yeah. So we've got. I mean, in in, in Spiders, you've got Let's with and Buddhism, and and that's very much shapes the story. Mm. Moff Moffat is atheist. Mm. I mean, he, I mean, he, he introduces a, you know, a church in this, but it's but it's a very jokey kind of church. It doesn't really have any substance to it. But having said that, he had, you know, there are some quite. He has, yeah. I mean, he has he has some quite strong beliefs. I guess you'd say that that aren't, you know, tied to religion, but they are nonetheless evident in his writing. Mm. And and certainly that the the I mean the emotional thing that you felt. Paul, I think what you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, he, he kind of he strongly feels, I think, that 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 this should that this is a big deal. Even, I mean, RTD felt that too, didn't he? At the end of of Tenant, that this is a that it's a even though the Doctor's regenerating, it's still a big deal that this one's going. Mm. And I suppose for Moffat, this is his Doctor. It's the one that he's created from nowhere, and he's spent three or four years mm. alongside, and do, this is the end of it. Do we think? The, the basic plot of the Doctor essentially living out the rest of his life and dying of old age is something he thought of once he realised this was, in inverted commas, the, la- doc- the last Doctor. Or, do you think? Oh, we yeah. can't know. I mean, you could have done it without, or could you? <laughs> well, I, I, the, I, 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 feel, I feel like he wants it to be the last Doctor and then he's, he's, he's sort of found a way of retconning I, that rather cleverly. Yeah, mm. I think uh, yes, it is an ideal way of having your cake and eating it. It reminds one of the way Russell had got the best of both worlds out of his treatment of this bi-generation. The other thing I was going to yeah. say was, I mean, I don't want to overstate this, but is this the first regeneration story that is entirely about the regeneration? I mean... It's normally that sometimes to a greater or lesser degree, it just pops up at the end. Sometimes mm. they remember to make that part of the atmosphere or the theme. Mm. I mean, in Spiders, it's arguable how much it shapes the story as a whole. Mm. They've clearly t- borne it in mind. Uh, Legopolis is the only one where the entire story is funereal, and indeed the entire season mm. has that doom laden yeah. and the the entropy, the theme of entropy, which applies to the Doctor as well. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, it is a story in itself that which ends with the Doctor falling off a tower. Mm. Whereas this is a story 
entirely contrived to put the Doctor in a situation where he dies as mm. slowly <laughs> as slowly as possible. Mm. As exploring his the mortality of this immortal character mm. from mm. as many angles as it can. Mm. And since then, it's become... There have been various spins on this. I mean, Capaldi gets an entire episode which, after he's fatally wounded, to, yes. to bugger about, which is... <laughs> which, um, canonically, is um, bucked up by Tennant's extended farewell tour. Yes. He's the first person... He's the first Doctor who demonstrates to us that you can... Just by clenching really hard, you can stave it off for a bit. Mm. Like a... No, I won't say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, of course, with Capaldi, it's, it's entirely a matter of circumstance because he had to get, you know, squeeze mm. an extra episode in, which he wasn't planning to. Mm. And then I suppose the 13th Doctor um, doesn't hang on too long, but she manages to hang on long enough to yeah, regenerate chat with the great, yes. gracefully. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But anyway, I still Not think this is kind of this is yeah. kind of unique, and I like I like what it does. I like the fact that he put it in. He took advantage of this being the last Doctor. Interesting that he it set up a plot about the Doctor finally dying in his grave, being on the planet Trenslaw, before he knew that this was the thirteenth Doctor. Yeah, mm. that's true. interesting. That was a bit of serendipity, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. A fiendish mind the man has. Mm. I like it. The, in itself, I think it works very nicely. I just wish, I just felt there should be a whole series in there between Day of the Doctor and this. Mm. That's the only mm. thing that lets it down. That and the fact that I could, I could do another series of Matt Smith because I was reminded mm. yet again, as I say, every time we watch him, he's fantastic. Yes, indeed. He's almost yeah. the, he's almost the best mm. Doctor. And I, anybody who thinks he's just silly, mm. who thinks it's just, it's just, he's just fish <laughs> fingers and custard. Mm. Can, can clear off. <laughs> How can you not look into that young old face of his hmm. and not see the depths of infinity? Hmm. Oh. I think the it's hard to tell. It carries it carries more heft because of that, and we've you know. But I think one should also bear in mind that we've had the we we had a supposed certain death scenario prophesied, certain death or fall, or as certain inescapable certain death at the end of series six yeah with the doctor yeah. going up with the doctor in that case going off on a thousand year bender i believe after he oh god after mm. after he turfs out amy and rory of which we the only bit we see is when he goes back to a goes back and sees craig for the disappointed sequel <laughs> and before the before the weirdness i mean yeah yeah once it, once again, we come back to the yeah. We really are going to have to watch Wedding of River Song at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind me to be on holiday. When <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how much we project more heft onto it because because of those coincidences of you know that enabled him to make it the the yeah not only the doc, this Doctor's think, finale but the thirteenth. Hmm. I mean, because it's not a season finale, but the. The season finales of series five and six are quite hectic and overstuffed, aren't they? Mm. The only thing this really shares in common with the Pandorica stuff is the um, parade of old monsters yes. for cameos, yeah. which is fun. Mm. But compared to um, how much is going on there in plot mm. terms, and again, <laughs> from what I can remember of the Wedding of River Song, 
there's a mm. stillness and simplicity about this one. Yes. Mm. Which um, is rather pleasing. It's more reminiscent, I think, of, of the Big Bang, I think, than the Pandorica mm. opens. But I, I honestly can't remember the Big Bang course, all that I've, well either. This is true. And there's no attempt to do it, make um, the name of the Doctor's season finale, is there? Because they know that it's going to be followed soon by the day. By day so mm. it's just episode 13, right? Yeah, Ra- well, rather than, it, it rather was, than an epic mm. in any way. Well, it resolves the... I guess it resolves the... The Impossible Girl. Well, I think it's also the fact that it's it's only half a series anyway. So yes, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel quite right to ramp things up enough to have an yeah, yeah. I think basically we need you have to look at these look at this as the season finale and Mm. days the odd one out there. Anyway, what are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to be grown adults. Nonsense. Yeah, well, I mean, I do think that that at that point in its history, Doctor Who did did get sucked into this thought that every season finale has to be bigger, badder, more exciting, and more incredible than the mm. last, rather than it could just be a nice and neat way of something of of, of finishing mm. off a story. And in that regard, maybe this is for all the flashiness. Maybe this is a better way of doing it than some of the others. Mm. I've got links. I mean, not n- not really very good ones, but well, let's let's start with 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 sort of simple simplistic things. The Doctor gets help from the Time Lords with his regeneration in both stories. Mm. I mean, it's it's a Time Lord in the first one. Terrific. It's, it's, yeah. Mm, good point there. Yeah. And also, he decides to, that he has to face the threat alone without his companion mm. in both stories. Kind of. I mean, obviously, trivially, it's it's the producer showrunner who's writing the episode. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's sort of there's a sense in which you're resolving a, a, a plot, you know. And, and insofar as there is an arc in Space. classic yeah, <laughs> Doctor Who or original Who, then you know, I suppose uh, the Planet of Spiders is is one of those. Yeah. I mean, there, 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 there there's also an arc in the following series. As well as the arc in space, there's also the arc that involves the arc in space. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I mean, it, 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 and this is a, another sort of trivial thing, but I was, I was drawn to the thought that the Planet of the Spiders is quite a complicated story that is nothing much to look at, whereas the Time of the Doctor is quite a simple story that looks fantastic mm. on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's. <laughs> But but as we've said, I'm not sure that it needs to be a complicated story, and you know, and, and, there, and there is that, that that thing I guess that that if Planet of the if if, if the bit that's set on Metabilis three was like the bit that's set on Trenzalore in the time of the Doctor, then I think more people would think feel fondly about <laughs> Planet mm. of the Spiders. It, oh it, it, me. Yeah, mm. but that but but I, I mean I am kind of pluck, uh, clutching at straws here, and there's definitely I mean there's something about. As, as, as I was trying to say earlier as well, uh, there's something about religion or humanism or something in both stories as well. Mm. I mean, but, but, I mean, Buddhism isn't isn't really a religion, and certainly the Church of the Papal Mainframe isn't really a, isn't really a well, yeah. I mean, it's mm. Buddhism's more of more of a philosophy, right? Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah, uh, and, and and I you know, and I guess also Moffat's philosophy in life is also a philosophy rather than a religion. Mm. So so maybe there's a certain similarity there too. Well done. Mm. 
Charles, was it was there, were there other things you wanted to say? You have to you have the, the look of a person who has uh, something. No, that like no, to, I don't uh, think so. I think that was. I think I've covered everything that I was trying to think of other links, but I can't think of anything else particularly. No. Hmm. You get the, the you get the nice Punch and Judy show with the monoid in it uh, in this, which is not in any way a reflection of the variety show at the start of um, <laughs> Planet of the Spiders, which we, which, we, which we didn't get to see because it was cut from the mm. uh, from the uh, compilation. Yes, yeah. If I'm remembering rightly, and <laughs> this is by way of a three part link, so this is quite ambitious. You just mentioned the Punch and Judy show with the monoid and yes. the puppeteer of the spiders. In Planet of the Spiders, is also the puppeteer of the Punch and Judy show in Snake Dance. Good God! Well, we're not going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of wow. thing that people, the sort of content. This people quality, the quality content. Yes. We make them sit through two <laughs> yes. hours of waffle to get to the relevance. <laughs> relevance to your interests. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Something Who. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, <laughs> let's hope you did. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Also, please tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, your neighbours, and maybe the stall holders at your local Christmas market. Mm. And because let's face it, if you wander over there on a wet Tuesday morning, they've got nobody else to. <laughs> but if you hate us, please don't tell us all. <laughs> That's the last something who of 2023. So thanks again, uh, Paul and Giles, for your company this year and and for um, uh, chatting about Doctor Who. And I guess we hope to bring you more something who in the new year. Let's hope so. Yes. Mm. It has proven to be a remarkably resilient format. Mm. I mean, we haven't perhaps made as many this year as as, as we might have in other years, but uh, but yeah, we're we're still coming up mm. with stuff. Indeed. After all this yeah. time. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas and or a Happy New Year. Delete as applicable depending on when Richard finishes the edit. Yep. Happy <laughs> holidays, everyone. Oh, catch all. I like it. <laughs> yep. Cheerio. Good job it wasn't the other day. I think I sounded even more bunged up than I do. Ahem. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just use yes. the anti-guitar filter or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> three, three guitar moods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. You can keep that joke in. <laughs> Something who unplugs. Yeah. Um. yeah. Okay, are we in the uh, the realm where we could start doing a a, um, a clap and for synchronizing our audios. I think we could. Yeah. Well, in I'm which case, up and running. I'm recording. Five, four, three, two, one. Very good. Google Meet now now filters out the uh, the sound of the clap, so I can no longer hear how <laughs> we are in fact synchronized or not. Ah, oh, well. yeah, I noticed. I, I I noticed that I didn't notice it then. Mm. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah, it's it's a decides to filter out background what it, what it regards to be unpleasant sounds or unnecessary sounds or whatever. Really. <laughs>
So how much is? <laughs> we better watch out for that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carl's just not. It's not that smart. 